You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 39. We'll begin the book of Exodus, and we'll be in the book of Exodus for about 19 episodes or so. You'll be introduced to a person you may have heard of, His name is Moses. I'll be giving a more detailed introduction to Exodus in just a moment. We're also continuing in the New Testament in the book of Matthew. And there is a plot to kill Jesus. And as secret of a plot as it is, Jesus already knows about it. In fact, he's known about it for thousands of years. And now he chooses to spend his time with his followers and enjoying a final meal together while revealing his betrayer. Be sure to stay with us to hear all the details. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. The Book of Exodus, an Introduction The book of Exodus continues the story of God's people that began in Genesis. The book of Genesis ends with the death of Joseph, son of Jacob, also named Israel. During the next 400 years, the descendants of Joseph and his brothers lived in Egypt. They were called Hebrews or Israelites, people of Israel. As the years passed, new Egyptian families came to power who knew nothing about Joseph. They did not know he had been an important royal official in Egypt many years earlier. So the Hebrews lost the power and influence they had gained during the time of Joseph. They were eventually forced to work as slaves in the service of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And this is where Exodus begins, in tragedy. The Hebrews, or Israelites, are still in Egypt, far away from their promised homeland. Their families had grown and had spread throughout the region, and this caused a new king to do everything he could to stop them from growing in number. His men used whips to force him to work hard on his huge building projects. But the Hebrews kept growing in number, and this worried Pharaoh even more. So he tried to kill a whole generation of baby Hebrew boys. A baby named Moses was born into this dangerous time in Israel's history. Exodus tells how the baby boy Moses came to be an Egyptian prince. One day, trying to help some of his people, Moses killed an Egyptian. To escape Pharaoh's punishment, Moses left Egypt. But God had other plans for him. God needed a leader for his people, and Moses was his choice. But God's people, the Israelites, were still slaves in Egypt. Moses had many objections to God's plan for him. But he finally obeyed God and returned to Egypt to lead the Israelites to freedom. God was with Moses and used powerful miracles to cause Pharaoh to free the Israelites from Egypt. God led his people to Mount Sinai, where Moses received God's law for the Israelites. The book of Exodus is about God's people, their slavery, and their rescue from slavery. It includes God's laws for his people. These laws told them how to live and serve God and their new freedom. The laws that God gave the Israelites included instructions for building and setting up 
the holy tent where God would meet with his people. That's why it is also called the meeting tent. God gave Moses detailed instructions for the priests who would serve in the holy tent. Exodus ends with God filling the holy tent with his presence in the form of a cloud. And this is where the next book begins. Then it continues with more laws for the people of Israel. But God's people did not always follow the instructions he gave them. Even as God was giving his law to Moses, the people were already breaking it. The story of Exodus began in Egypt, and it ends in the middle of the Sinai Desert, with God's people still far away from their promised homeland. In the book of Exodus, the people of God first become slaves in Egypt, from chapters 1 to chapter 12. Then they escape Pharaoh and go east. Then they receive God's law in the Sinai Desert. And finally, in chapters 35 to 40, they build and set up God's holy tent. Exodus chapter 1. Jacob's family in Egypt. When Jacob went to Egypt, his sons and their families went with him. They were called the sons of Israel. Here are their names. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. Another son, Joseph, was already living in Egypt. So Jacob had 70 descendants with him in Egypt. After some time, Joseph, his brothers, and all the people of that generation died. The Israelites had many children, so many that they could not be counted. They were all over the land of Egypt. Years later, a new king who knew nothing about Joseph began to rule over Egypt. He said to his people, Look at the Israelites. There are too many of them, and they already outnumber us. If we don't find a way to outsmart them, there will be too many of them for us to control. Then, if there is a war, they will join our enemies and fight against us. They will escape from the land. So the Egyptians put slave masters in charge of the Israelites to keep them under control with hard work. They made them build the cities of Pithom and Ramses, where the king could store supplies. But no matter how hard the Egyptians forced the Israelites to work, they continued to grow in number and spread through all the land. And the Egyptians began to fear and hate them. The Egyptians forced the Israelites to work like slaves, showing them no mercy. The Egyptians were cruel to the Israelites and made life miserable for them. They forced them to work hard making bricks, mixing mortar, or working in the fields. Then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, spoke with two Hebrew women. Their names were Shifra and Pua. They were nurses who helped the Israelite women give birth. He said to them, When you help the Hebrew women give birth, watch carefully as the baby is born. If it's a girl, let her live. But if the baby is a boy, kill him. But the nurses did not obey the king's command because they feared God more than Pharaoh. 
they let all the baby boys live. So the king called for the nurses and asked them, Why are you doing this? Why have you let the boys live? The nurses said to Pharaoh, The Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They give birth much faster and their babies are already born by the time we get there. God protected the nurses, so the Hebrews had more and more children. The Israelites continued to grow in number, so much that they could not be counted. And God gave Shifra and Pua their own families, because they feared him more than Pharaoh. So Pharaoh gave this command to all his people. When the Hebrew women give birth, if the baby is a girl, let her live. But throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River. Exodus chapter 2. During this time, a man from the family of Levi married a woman who was also from the family of Levi. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw how beautiful the baby was, she hid him for three months because of Pharaoh's order. When she could not hide him at home anymore, she had another idea. She got a basket and made it waterproof with tar and tree sap. She put the baby in the basket. Then she hid it in the tall grass at the edge of the Nile River. The baby's sister watched from a distance to see what would happen to him. Before long, Pharaoh's daughter came to the river to take a bath. She saw the basket in the tall grass. Her servants were walking beside the river, so she told one of them to bring her the basket. She opened it and saw a baby boy. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. And she said, This must be one of the Hebrew babies. That's when his sister came over and spoke to the king's daughter. She asked, Do you want me to go and find a Hebrew woman who can nurse the baby for you? Pharaoh's daughter said, Yes, please. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to the mother, Take this baby and feed him for me. I'll pay you to take care of him. So the woman took her baby and cared for him. When the boy was a few years older, she brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her adopted son. She named him Moses, because she had pulled him from the water. Years later, when Moses was a full-grown man, he went out to where his people were working. He saw how hard they were forced to work. Then he saw an Egyptian man beating a Hebrew man, one of his own people. Moses looked around to see if anyone was watching. When he saw no one, he gave the Egyptian a beating that killed him. So he buried his body in the sand. The next day, Moses saw two Hebrew men fighting each other. He said to the one who started the fight, Why are you hitting one of your own people? The man answered, You have no authority over us. Do you think you can be our judge? And you're planning to kill me the way you killed that Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid. He thought to himself, Everyone must know what I did. When Pharaoh heard about what Moses did, he decided to kill him. But Moses ran away from Pharaoh and went to the land of Midian. Moses stopped near a well in Midian. 
a priest who had seven daughters lived there. His daughters came to the well to get water for their father's sheep. They were trying to fill the trough with water. But some shepherds came and chased the girls away from the well. So Moses came and helped these girls and gave water to their animals. Then they went back to their father. He asked them, oh, Why have you come home early today? The girls answered, Some shepherds chased us away from the well, but an Egyptian helped us. He got water for us and gave it to our animals. So then he asked, Where is he? Why did you leave him? Go and invite him to eat with us. Moses agreed to stay with this family, and later the father gave his daughter Zipporah to Moses to be his wife. She became pregnant and had a son. Moses named him Gershom, because Moses was a stranger in a land that was not his own. A long time passed, and the king of Egypt died. But the Israelites continued to suffer under the hard work they were forced to do. So they cried out for relief from their slavery, and their cries went up to God. God heard their painful cries and remembered the agreement he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw how much the Israelites were suffering and cared about their pain. Exodus chapter 3. Moses was taking care of the sheep that belonged to his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. One day Moses led the sheep to the far side of the desert. He came to Horeb, known as the Mountain of God. There Moses saw the angel of the Lord and a flame coming from the middle of a bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but to his surprise, it did not burn up. Moses thought, what an amazing sight. I need to get a closer look at this. Why is the bush not burning up? The Lord saw Moses turn towards the bush. So he called to him from the bush. Moses! Moses! Moses said, Here I am. Then God said, Don't come any closer. Take off your sandals. You are standing on holy ground. I am the God your father worshiped, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Moses covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have clearly seen how much my people have suffered in Egypt. I have heard them cry out when their slave boxes beat them. I certainly care about their pain. Now I will go down to save my people from Egypt's control. I want to take them from that land and lead them to a good land that has plenty of space. It is a land good for raising cattle and growing crops. Many different people live there. The Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. You can be sure. I have heard the cries of the Israelites. I have seen the way the Egyptians have made life hard for them. So now I am sending you to Pharaoh. Go, lead my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. 
But Moses said to God, How can I be the one to go to Pharaoh and lead the Israelites out of Egypt? God said, You can do it because I am with you. Later, it will be made clear that I myself have sent you. This will happen after you lead the people out of Egypt, when you all come and worship me on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, But if I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors sent me, the people will ask, What is his name? What should I tell them? Then God said to Moses, Tell them, I am who I am. When you go to the Israelites, tell them, I am sent me to you. Again, God said, Tell the Israelites that you were sent by Yahweh, the God worshipped by your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is my name forever. It is how I want people to remember me from now on. Now go and call together the leaders of the people. Tell them that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the same God worshipped by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, appeared to you. Give them this message from me. I have watched you closely and have seen what people in Egypt have done to you. And I have decided I will lead you out of these troubles you are suffering in Egypt. I will lead you to the land that now belongs to others, the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. I will lead you to a land good for raising cattle and growing crops. The leaders will listen to you, and then you and the leaders will go to the king of Egypt. You will tell him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, appeared to us. So we are asking you, let us travel three days into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. But I already know that Pharaoh will not let you go. Only a great power will force him to let you go. So I will use my great power to defeat Egypt with all the amazing things I will do there. After this, he will let you go. I will cause the Egyptians to be kind to the Israelites. It will give many gifts to your people when all of you leave Egypt. All the Hebrew women will ask their Egyptian neighbors and the Egyptian women living in their houses for gifts. And the Egyptians will give them silver, gold, and fine clothing. You will use these gifts to dress your sons and daughters. This is how you will take away the wealth of the Egyptians. Matthew 26, verses 1 through 30. The plan to kill Jesus. After Jesus finished saying all these things, he said to his followers, You know that the day after tomorrow is Passover. On that day, the Son of Man will be handed over to his enemies to be killed on a cross. Then the leading priests and the elder leaders had a meeting at the palace where the high priest lived. 
The high priest's name was Caiaphas. In the meeting, they tried to find a way to arrest and kill Jesus without anyone knowing what they were doing. And they said, We cannot arrest Jesus during Passover. We don't want the people to become angry and cause a riot. Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon, a man who had suffered from a dreaded skin disease. While he was there, a woman came to him. She had an alabaster bottle filled with expensive perfume. She poured the perfume on Jesus' head while he was eating. The followers saw the woman do this and were upset at her. They said, Why waste that perfume? It could be sold for a lot of money, and the money could be given to those who were poor. But Jesus knew what had happened. He said, Why are you bothering this woman? She did a very good thing for me. If you want to help the poor, they are always nearby. But you will not always have me. This woman poured perfume on my body. She did this to prepare me for burial after I die. The good news will be told to people all over the world. And I can assure you that everywhere the good news is told, the story of what this woman did will also be told. And people will remember her. Then one of Jesus' twelve followers went to talk to the leading priests. He was the one named Judas Iscariot. He said, I will betray Jesus to you. What will you pay me for doing this? The priest gave him 30 silver coins. From that day on, Jesus waited for the best time to betray Jesus. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the followers came to Jesus. They said, we will prepare everything for you to eat the Passover meal. Where do you want us to have the meal? Jesus answered, Go into the city. Go to a man I know. Tell him that the teacher says, The time God has chosen for me is now very near. I will have the Passover meal with my followers at your house. They obeyed and did what Jesus told them to do. They prepared the Passover meal. In the evening, Jesus was at the table with his twelve followers. They were all eating. Then Jesus said, Believe me when I say that one of you will turn against me. The followers were very sad to hear this. Each one said, Lord, surely I am not the one. Jesus answered, One who has dipped his bread in the same bowl with me will be the one to betray me. The Son of Man will leave this world just as the scriptures say. It'll be very bad for the one who hands over the Son of Man to be killed. It would be better for him if he had never been born. Then Judas, the very one who would hand him over, said to Jesus, Teacher, uh, surely I am not the one you are talking about, am I? Jesus answered, Yes, it is you. While they were eating, Jesus took some bread and thanked God for it. He broke off some pieces, gave them to his followers, and said, Take this bread and eat it. It is my body. Then he took a cup of wine, thanked God for it, and gave it to them. He said, Each one of you drink some of it. This wine is my blood, which will be poured out to forgive the sins of many. 
and begin the new agreement that God makes with his people. I want you to know this is the last wine I will drink until that day when we are together in my father's kingdom and the wine is new. Then I will drink it again with you. They all sang a song and then went out to the Mount of Olives. Psalm chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. For the music director, a psalm of David. The heavens tell about the glory of God. The skies announce what his hands have made. Each new day tells more about him, and each night reveals more of his greatness. You cannot hear them say anything. They don't make any sound we can hear. Their message goes throughout the earth, and their words reach every part of the world. The sun's home is up in the heavens. It comes out like a happy bridegroom from his bedroom. It follows its path across the sky like an athlete eager to run a race. It starts at one end of the sky and runs all the way to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. Thank you, everyone. That was day 39. Join us for day 40. Moses and Aaron go to plead to Pharaoh to let his people go. And when Pharaoh says no, Moses tries to abort the mission with God. And in the New Testament, Jesus also tries to abort the mission. Just because he knows people want to kill him doesn't mean he's okay with it. So that's two cancellation requests to the Lord. Join us to find out what the Lord's answer is. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.